Guys, the NBA offseason is officially here. The re- you mean the regular season, right? Because that's Honestly, the interesting part. This feels so much like <laughs> a game of 2K. Welcome to our first ever Swish podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Connor Peters, uh, with me today. And he's going to be on a lot of different podcasts. But just to start... It's, I'm a guest today for the first time. I know. You're the first ever guest. Congratulations. I'm honored. But I'm so honored. the reason for that is because... Bah, 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 national champion alert! Brendan's Raptors won the finals. Champions. I'm sorry. World yes. champs! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Please. Not necessary. Thank you. Uh, Brendan, this was a huge 24 hours for you. Uh, I know you've been up and down with a lot of emotions. Uh, but we also have a lot of crazy stuff going on in the NBA, but today's just Raptors talk for you. Yeah, it is. So guys, uh, we're here to introduce Swish. Basically, what we're going to end up doing is it's, it's we want a lot of different teams and a lot of people who like different teams just to come on here, talk about their team in the offseason, what their goals are, what's going to happen, and as things develop, we'll continue and push forward in that regard. We also have a fun mock draft coming up. It should be fun. I know. So we have my brother Carson it on is a too. It is a mock draft with trades. Yeah, first round edition. Yeah, first round mock draft with trades, and it should be a lot of fun <laughs> and kind of crazy. Uh, on what yeah. Hopefully, I don't pick Kyle Guy with the number one pick. And hopefully, but... Carson doesn't trade the third pick for Porzingis. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, it's going to be fun. So, always stay in touch with us, though. We do have a Twitter account. We're about to get an Instagram account here tonight. So, uh, make sure to follow us on both of those. Basically, it's just going to be NBA updates, but it's more conversational. Uh, instead of doing more of like hot takes, which we are going to probably get in some arguments at times. Not a big deal. But man, like we don't need to do two-minute segments of us yelling at each other. Uh, so, <laughs> that's what ESPN is for. Yeah, exactly. Right? Plus, I want different ideas from different teams, and that's the important thing. So I'm a Thunder fan. Brendan's a Raptors fan. Brendan, uh, I think we're ready to go on this. Um, right, but let's first, let's just get some of that dank music. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, but for real. Uh, yeah, let's get rolling. All right, so Brendan, jump right in, buddy. Raptors are NBA champions. So I just want to go back a year ago. Um, a year ago today... The Raptors were basically in that perpetual state of, oh my God, what do we do? And now they're in a much better place than they were then. Uh, Just describe kind of your initial feelings and how it all played out for you. You know, I'm just honestly like there's, I'm I'm just so excited for my team and like for the whole country, honestly, because it's like Canada hasn't been nothing but like hockey when it comes to professional sports for the past year. And then like now they get an NBA champ, like a NBA championship, like a traditionally American sport, they have a, like the team has a championship. That hasn't happened since like the Blue Jays back in the early '90s, and it's it's a really big deal, honestly. You see the like the whole country, like whether or not Canadians even watch basketball, they're pulling for the Raptors, honestly, and it's 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 really crazy, yeah, man. Like see it from a year ago, it's just it was one of those things where it, I was just disappointed again with how the season ended, and I knew something had to be done, and apparently <laughs> Masai Ujiri did too. And he basically, like, he talked about it in interviews. He just said, you know, I don't want to be stuck in a place where we feel like we can't improve. We can yeah, always improve. Very much and so. it started out with trading our best player for a guy who was a one-year rental, basically. Well, let's actually that's the go worst to fear that, if that's rental. okay. Totally. So I feel like the Thunder actually started that trend with Paul George. Yeah. Is let's take a waiver on this guy. Let's see if it works. And it worked out well for them. Mm-hmm. And it 
clearly worked out well. It worked out well for them because George signed a new contract right. and didn't even touch the Lakers. Worked out well for you guys because you're NBA champs. Yeah. I'll trade you all day, but that's fine. So <laughs> with the Raptors, though, a year ago, trading DeRozan, you were very much on the this is a great trade boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were like, man, you can't do that to DeRozan. You, you can't do that to Dwayne Casey. You were like, no, like we haven't gotten as far as we need to. No, we we, we needed to. In these in those three years, I just think of those three years, basically from the first time we were really made a playoff run, which is back in 2015, we made the Eastern Conference Finals, to last year. In those three-year span, I said, okay, we have to – it doesn't matter if LeBron is in the East. I think we have to make the finals once. Like that has to – that is our measure of success. If we make the finals one time with LeBron in the East, I think that's a success. And we didn't make it past the – we made it only past the second round once. Did you? I'm trying to think though. In 2015, I yeah, we. I mean, we didn't you make it did in 2016. What? I thought you made it back. Sorry, to my conference. fault. That's okay, but you always we, lost to LeBron. We sorry. That's kind of what I was. I I, I we. You're right. We actually were in the East Conference Finals. We've lost to LeBron. Um, but we, I mean, sorry. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, you can't just lose to the same team every year, like for three years in a row, and sure. call it like like everything's okay. No, I would very much agree with you on that. Uh, I. Th- also have found that uh, just as an organization it it's very difficult to pull a plug on a player of DeRozan's caliber and then there was a lot of backlash initially uh, do you mind just speaking on that just as a fan I mean, it's got to be tough just kind of seeing your fan base get ripped apart basketball wise it made sense there was no one if a quiet mm-hmm. his best is what we've just seen right we know he can win titles we know he can he beat the Sixers yeah he beat the Bucks no, right totally like when yes. that when they made that trade I was like Dude, if this guy can get healthy, like, oh my gosh, right. but, we just got a, like one of the best players in basketball. So it, it, it there's no way that that is a is a losing trade on for the Raptors if he plays the way he can play right. at health healthy. And so. I guess my next question though is, as just a fan, uh, you you kind of want to grow with these guys. I'm more of, I love college basketball as well, and uh, within college basketball. Yeah, I always complain about the one-and-done system. I like rooting for teams where the guys stick around, and I've got a few years just to develop with them, right? Mm-hmm. With DeRozan, he was there for a long time, since, what, 2009? Is that right? 2009. Yep, mm-hmm. so when he got ends up getting traded, were you a little bummed in any way, or was it more of like, man, this guy just, he's a good player, but you he's know, not getting us where we need to dude, go? That's, that's exactly, exactly what my thought process was. You know, I, I love DeMar DeRozan, and he gave everything he had to this, this team, and for the city, and he just he loved everything about being a Raptor. But you know, it like it's business, it's basketball. And people say basketball is a business, and it's just cliche. But like this is one of those situations where like it's clearly business over like feelings. Like there's like there's there was really a, not a lot of like really they, no one really cared how DeRozan felt about the trade. They just knew that in order for the Raptors to you know take that next step, they had to just they had to make this trade because this is a once in a like a. This is a once-in-generation player that we have a chance to, to get. Certainly. I mean, after this playoff series. Right. And, 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 and like, don't get me wrong. DeRozan's yeah. like a prolific scorer. Of course. A gift, very gifted scorer. I don't always like agree with some of his play style. I think he was kind of sure. stuck in the 90s at some times. But, you know, like, like Kawhi Leonard's just a different player. We've seen Leonard from 2013 missing those free throws in the finals. The next year, 2014, finals MVP, rightfully so, on a team that was just stacked. Yeah. The next uh, season... He was like the worst starter on that team. No, exactly. <laughs> 15, they ended up losing early. They had a lot of injuries, but 16, 
The uh, Spurs, Raptors, oh my gosh. The Spurs won 60 games, and no one talks about it because the Warriors won 73. Actually, I think they won actually. It's like mm-hmm. 62 or 63. But uh, then the next year, he leads the Spurs back and has an incredible season and then gets injured on the Zaza takedown. So what we've seen is we know the guy can ball out to the highest level. And when a lot of teams were saying, well, I don't know if we want to keep this guy because he's only there a year, it's like, yeah, well, if you're on the right team, have the right group around him. It's not a problem. Right. And you guys had a lot of depth. So let's jump into that. So with the finals and I guess the playoffs in general, you had a great play but with the Sixers. But uh, I was most impressed, I think, with your depth. Do you want to just speak to that a little bit and how that helped Kawhi in crunch time? No, yeah, I think, I think the depth was really one of the main reasons why we were able to keep up in the playoffs, uh, especially with other teams like, like Milwaukee, especially, another pretty deep team. Um, just our guys that come off the bench, especially like last year was like the bench, like our bench was so good, crazy good, like historically good last mm-hmm. year. And like this year is, it just not hyped up as much because the starters get more attention this year, but like our bench is still great. And it's honestly what carries our team when the starters, you know, when the starters, like starters for most teams, when starters have off games, they lose. Sure. And the Raptors, it's, it's, we're not really like that. When our te- starters have off games, we have bench guys who come up really clutch, and that's what I really love about our team is that it's really just, like, who's going to take the shot? Like, Nick Nurse is, like, he's not particular, and he doesn't really care with who takes, like, a final shot in the game. It's honestly, it's next. It's really the next man up, I and mean, who's going to make the shot, really? I like that idea, and I also want to bring up, in the past, you guys have always succeeded in the regular season because of depth. Mm-hmm. And not to compare it to my college, but UVA was kind of the same way where it was always kind of a next man up mentality. Regular season works out great, but you kind of need a stud in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, playoffs is a different game. Right. And DeRozan was fine, but DeRozan was never a player where you're like, man, I'm really scared of this guy tonight. No. It's a matter. I mean, LeBron facing off against Kawhi, I think he would have been a little more scared in those series. But uh, let's jump into the different playoff series. We aren't going to touch on the Magic, other than I just want to ask you, when you lost game one, oh, man. did that, it feel like that was, just, that was just weird. I wasn't concerned we're going to lose. Obviously, not gonna, like, I was like, there's no way the Magic are going to win four games. I'm like, I'm not. That's not going to happen. But I was just like, oh, boy. You're really, like, really going to lose this game. Like, the first game of the playoffs, just like because DJ Augustine balled out. It's just super weird. But, I mean, it was an amazing playoff run, and, like, last year we had an amazing team, don't get me wrong, and that team was historically great in the regular season. But playoffs, they just couldn't get it done, honestly. And and this year was just, this is a different, I could feel that there was something different about this team. I could, like, past years, we would get down uh, in a series, and we would just flake. And every single year, that's what happened. And this year, I always felt like, we were in the series. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if we were down 2-0 to the Bucks, if we were like a couple seconds away from going Game 7 uh, for the Sixers, or, or sorry, from eliminating, getting eliminated in Game 7 from the Sixers, mm-hmm. right. by the Sixers. Um, I just knew that this team ha- always had something in them that would will them to at least, like that would will them to win, honestly. Um, and I think that's what makes the team different. And, and every championship team has a team like that. So I knew so that this was a championship team, like unlike anything I'd seen in past years with the DeRozan team. This is just different. So let's look at, I mean, the first series, who cares? I mean, that's the Magic. It was a five-game series, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, five. Uh, but the Philly series, 
and the Bucks series were awesome. So let's take a look at the Philly series. Uh, that was a back and forth affair. A lot of close games. That was a matchup that I was mm-hmm. kind of concerned about because of the just overall like, like just matchups. <laughs> right. Because they have some just crazy athletes on that Philly team, uh, like Embiid and like Ben Simmons. Still, like I don't care if Ben Simmons can't shoot, he's still so scary. I would imagine to face Ben Simmons in a game like yeah. a six foot eleven, basically seven foot guy who can like pass and dribble like that. It's just crazy. And a guy like Jimmy Jimmy Butler's always given me the the willies as a like Raptors fan. Okay, like yeah. any time I have to like, face like yeah. Jimmy Butler's just a scary dude just because he he just scary. You ever seen and, uh, you seen the game of the game of zones with that right? Yeah. Trade me. Oh, that was that was yeah. freaky. I was like that's you know, and then Mark basically me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, but. No, like it's that was a crazy series. I remember that was one of the most fun series watching. It's just every I mean, game one we won that game. I remember, and then every other game that was the first game we won pretty handily, and then every other game we were close. It was close, yes. pretty much. So, in regards to the Philly series, it's curious, uh, and I want to we're gonna have another episode, of course, discussing Philly by themselves. But Philly was another team that actually went all in on this year too. Yeah, in a all right, let's just make the push, and it's crazy that it came down to one bounce and one play. Let's walk through that. Game 7 was truly a great, great game. With both sides dueling it out, Butler makes the layup to tie it. And then it's Raptors ball, and you know it's going to Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but with that shot, I mean, it's a miracle looking back at it. It still is a miracle. I mean, when it hits the rim, what, three, four times? Can you just tell me from your perspective? I mean, that had to have been just so, so incredibly just joyful after all the heartbreak over the years yeah i mean i didn't actually get to watch that game live which sucked that's i I regret that um i recorded it and then watched it later and the um, that game just oh man i saw that i saw the flashbacks of years where we lost to teams we should have beaten honestly Mm -hmm. teams that we were just better than and that we lost to and this year i was like you know i i i I don't i don't think it's gonna end like this i don't think it's gonna end tonight i always had that feeling i'm like we, we because because the, compared to last year's we have there's a there's Demar Derozan and there's Kawhi Leonard this year I'm like Kawhi Leonard is the guy who's gonna make a shot to win the game sure De, Derozan is Derozan's a great player he's just not that guy well and he's such a he's such a great two way player in terms of just offense defense right, but like, and then shooting alone just to give you his numbers from this playoffs all right and as a whole it's all 24 games he played okay. He averaged 30.5 points, shooting 49% from the field, 37.9 will round up, 38% from three, and 88% from the free throw line. And you're like, wow, that's, that's over really 24 good. games. Yes, oh and that, I mean, that's high intensity. Yeah, that's that's. More yeah. importantly, he had 9.1 rebounds a game. All right, he averaged a double double. Yeah, yeah, 3.9 assists. He had actually closer to three turnovers, which that's all right. But 1.7. I mean, when he's playing a lot, seven minutes, he's gonna have I mean, turnovers. But. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, he's got the ball a lot. Too. Yeah, right. Man, 30 points a game in the playoffs. That's crazy. That's that's Jordan. I was that's gonna say the last like... people to do that actually, LeBron and uh, Jordan did it on the road against I think it was the Jazz yeah. the last time. But it's been like that. Also, I mean, in LeBron, sorry. But uh, it puts them in some great company. Let's jump to the Bucks series. Uh, the Bucks series, we're going to talk mainly about this in the finals. Uh, because the Sixers, that's actually more of a, we need to talk about the Sixers as a whole, right? Yeah. 
But the Bucks are a very big rivalry. I can see mm-hmm. going forward if Kawhi resigns mm-hmm. because now it's Giannis versus Kawhi yeah, in the surrounding I'm cast. I'm really excited yeah. to play the Bucks again. Honestly, I I'm really excited. Like like honestly, like playing Milwaukee was a team again. I was super scared of them. But when we've beaten Giannis before, mm-hmm. but this Giannis this year oh, was just a different was just a different Giannis. I mean, he was playing angry. He had the shooters this year that he didn't have previous years when we played him in the playoffs. Like he, oh man, super scary to go up against that guy. But I mean, end of the day, you got your best player on Gian- like Kawhi Leonard on Giannis. Kawhi Leonard's like probably the best defensive player in the game. I, I think. I don't think there's much. I mean, he he's probably top three, if not the best. But and and the fact that so like Giannis is like six eleven, almost seven foot. Kawhi Leonard is only six eight, and Kawhi Leonard was like just bullying him. You know what's interesting, especially is, in game three, four, game well, five. I talked to a lot of people uh, watching this series, and they their argument was after the Raptors won uh, game three, so it's two to one at that point, and they mm-hmm. said, "Man, the Bucks are definitely going to win the series no matter what." And my response was, the Bucks have played two other three games were bad games. Game two, they played well. But the other two, they did not play great. No. And they just barely won because your boy Robin Lopez yeah. decided to... Or Brooke, Robin, I'm sorry. Brooke Lopez decided to go off. I mean, <laughs> Brooke that was Lopez, nuts. dude. Totally. Now, and some of the, like, the European big men this year, like... Right? The resurgence of the three-point shooting. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, Dirk, man, basically... Yeah, seriously. Here's what it is. Dirk is dying. Yeah, his basketball career. And he's so passing his soul real. off to exactly. Yeah, exactly. The totally. <laughs> yeah, he's distributing it like it's scattering his ashes, yeah. and they're all picking it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. All right, let's jump into the games uh, three through six for you guys. So you end up winning game one, but Pascal Siakam. I want to actually discuss him. I was so out on Siakam all year. I was. I in just a he's a regular season player. He's just long. I don't see him as a playmaker. And wow, did he prove me wrong in that series? Because he mm-hmm. would switch off on Giannis a lot too. And mm-hmm. he bullied him. Like you said, Kawhi was in there. Siakam uh, well, bullied Giannis? Yeah, like I mean, but they were just going at each other and it was like, man, this That kid, was I, I was good. like that's that was the key, I think, to on like Kawhi again, Kawhi was on Giannis most of the time. He was kind of like course, locking yeah. up Giannis. I think it was mostly the defensive strategy that mostly helped us beat Giannis. We kind of figured it out after games one and two and adjusted accordingly. But Siakam was super key in, in 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 stopping because they're very like Siakam is like again you said oh he's just long he's just a big dude I'm like but that's exactly the kind of player you right. need to put on Giannis right, exactly <laughs> you need a guy who can match up with him and and Siakam I mean Siakam is like really came on this season yeah, and he's on. really he's one of, he's turned into one of my favorite players to watch he's just super fun player to watch he's a big heart um he just really really wants to win. And it's 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 really he's a really fun guy to watch. So no, and then I, I love loved game six, the closeout game. You guys went on that huge run to basically just say like this is it, we're winning this, we're taking over. Kawhi yeah. just went into Kawhi mode again, yeah, just winning four Man. straight games. All right, I'm not trying Crazy. to make a hot take here. Kawhi reminds me most of Jordan from anyone mm-hmm. like that's played recently because he's a lockdown defender. And man, like he can shoot the ball and kind of picks and chooses his spots. Oh on the man, floor. it's like it's like when he gets an open shot, like it's 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 automatic. Right. Basically, I mean, it's those mid range shots. It's like so like Jordan used right. to shoot those mid range shots. I mean, I love when he'd go and just uh, it's about a step behind the free throw line, right? Mm-hmm. And he pull up and you watch it on slow mo, and the ball rotation is perfect. And you're like, oh yeah, that's in. Oh, have you seen the man's line. hands? Yeah. I mean, I, 
Yeah, right. <laughs> and the guy's got, what, 12-inch hands? Yeah, basically, I mean, thumb? yeah, pretty much. He is like the hands of a 7-foot-2 like big man it's you know what they say about big crazy. hands <laughs> you can big you can shoes. palm basketball real easily yeah, yeah big shoes. uh but cool let's take a look now after so you beat the bucks and most raptors fans i'm guessing were pretty content at that point dude, honestly raptor fans were like dude this, we're just happy to be here right. like this trade is already a win for Kawhi leonard we are just happy that we get to put a banner up yeah. At the Scotiabank. Yeah. Like, the fact we get to put up an Eastern Conference Champions banner, like, that's amazing in and of itself. Yep. And you went ahead and won game one. And that's when I was actually... I, I, would, I thought the Warriors... It's tough because... And I, I give a shout-out to Aaron Rucker. Uh, he told me Raptors and Six from the beginning. And I was like, I don't know. I, I said, it's either Warriors and... I was like, Warriors and Seven, I thought. But I'm like, I don't know if Curry's got all that in. I'm like, the Raptors can bully him around. So I was like, I can mm-hmm. definitely see the Raptors winning this. And Aaron said, no, like they're too long. He said, as long as KD's out, it's not going to be possible. See, I, I was pessimistic because I thought Kevin Durant was going to come back. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, we could. I can see this. If Kevin Durant comes back game five, and I this could probably be a 2-2 series... We split games, you know. Sure. We they win one game in uh, we win one game at or or split games at yeah, Oracle, split games at Scotia Bank, and then KD comes back and they win two straight and it's in six. And I was like, that's I could totally see that happening. You know, if Kevin Durant comes back and yeah. he's healthy enough to, you know, that's the difference. You know, Kevin Durant is the difference in that kind of game. Um, and then like I was like I was really just hoping Kevin Durant wouldn't come back for at like at any point i was just like every game i was just checking to see like the injured list to see if kevin durant was 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 right back. and then like he just and then but we kept having these good games and as the series went on and like kevin durant wasn't playing i'm like Dude, even if kevin durant comes back i mean this we look like really good right now like i i feel good about our chances even with kevin durant playing certainly uh that was the game's three and four four in particular uh we were actually watching that one together that was a really fun game. Game four. Ibaka, man, kind of started turning it on. And, you know, Ibaka, man. Serge Ibaka, man. Serge Ibaka is the last player I want for to do most things for the Raptors. I'm, the last person yeah. I want taking free throws. The last person I want handling the ball in the paint. Because yeah. he's all, clumsy as I'll get out. The last person I want shooting a three. But, man, can Serge Ibaka rim protect in the clutch. Yes. That is, he's always been good at that in his career. And he, like... Man, he's he super clutch blocks for like most of the playoffs for Serge Ibaka. And we didn't even mention the Gasol trade. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if we need to now. However, the Gasol trade was such a great move. You dumped Valanciunas, which mm-hmm. again, it was another sense. DeRozan situation. Valanciunas is great, but we need that player with that experience. And Gasol can also stretch the floor. Valanciunas no. can't, shoot, can't shoot threes like Marcus Hall. Basically, the the issue I, I saw with Valanciunas, and the playoffs showed how you're fine without him, is Gasol's able to spread the floor out. Yeah. So then you have Kawhi, Gasol, Lowry, Siakam can all shoot the three, even Ibaka. Uh-huh. Let's just throw him yeah. in there, right? That, we actually ran that lineup a couple yes. of times. Like a super big lineup. So the it's a huge lineup. If you have Valanciunas and he can't spread the floor, right? Mm-hmm. However, He's, put Gasol yeah, out. Right. Boogie has to come out, Looney, whoever's guarding him, and now you have Siakam or Ibaka typically going into the paint. Mm-hmm. That's where they 
That's where they said like Siakam is does they his best work the in the paint. Warriors lunch. Ibaka does his best work in the paint and uh, like getting rebounds. And then Gasol on the three. I remember game one, um, <laughs> where Gasol would turn around at the top of the key and he's wide open from three. There's what? no one guarding him. I was watching because the, Ibaka yeah. was in the paint and Siakam was in the paint. Sports Center basically did a little, uh, you know, graph or everything. Where like they were that, like doing these yeah, yeah, they're and they were like kind of an analyze. There we go. Analyzing everything. Drawing like the wall on the screen with yeah, the little right. <laughs> And I, I loved, they showed how the Warriors were collapsing so much on Kawhi that Danny Green's getting open shots. Gasol's getting open shots. That's what you Siakam's want. getting open shots. And mm-hmm. those guys can hit those shots. Yeah, Danny Green hits open three. Danny Green hits contested threes. Hell, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. he, hits all, he hits threes like ridiculous percent for a ridiculous percentage if you look it up. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. Gasol was always open. Siakam, if you give him a shot, like, even contested threes, Siakam can hit those shots. Like, Siakam is, again, this year he just came on. Uh, just, he's such an uh, improved three-point shooter. Super, his aggressiveness. Like, that's the thing that's most impressed me about him is his aggressiveness and how willing he is to, like, draw contact yeah. and, and get fouls. And, like, that's just ma- like that's just maturity for such a young player. And it's, it's really kind of impressive to watch. And then you, you were down on Siakam, man. I was. And I told you, I was like, no, Siakam is, he's a, he's a, he's a difference. He's an X factor. He's just that kind of guy on a, on a championship also team. It didn't help that Skip Bayless was kind of riding him pretty hard throughout. Skip Bayless just hates playoffs. Kawhi Leonard. Completely, which is idiotic. But and then Skip Bayless comes out and talks about Even today, Skip Bayless is like, I guess Kawhi Leonard, congratulations. I'm like, right. what are you talking about? Anyway. Clown. <laughs> uh, by the way, Danny Green is a forty percent three point shooter for mm-hmm. his career. For his career, what about career, the playoffs? Man. Oh, playoffs! He's probably like forty five percent from three. I mean, these advanced stats. That like, one year, twenty thirteen, he was going to win. Oh man! Uh, so actually, he probably would have won Finals MVP that year. It's a little Let's bit less. It's thirty nine point seven. Oh okay. So he's essentially this, the same. Th- uh, yeah, but definitely in the finals. In the finals, it's probably oh, up at like, you know what? It's fine, like, yeah. like at like forty percent. Right. 45%. It don't matter. Danny Green's lights out there. But yeah. Uh, good yeah, job I'm like, can I just talk for a second about Danny Green? Because uh, remember we, yeah. when that trade went yeah. down and we got traded DeRozan for Kawhi and everyone was like, oh man, but Kawhi, Kawhi's like, but he's, what if he's not the same? What if he's in the same mm-hmm. player? I'm like, okay, fine. But like, I mean, I, I don't think so because he's going to, he, we know what Kawhi brings to the table, but getting Danny Green was such an underrated pickup because what he brings to the our offense when he's on the court and every time I watch a Raptors game, especially if Connor's there, I'm like, oh, Danny Green's checked in. This is where we go on runs because what it's like fast breaks and yep. and Danny Green is a trailer and he just and he's great at up from three Clay and Clay Thompson and tearing his heels. <laughs> Whatever you have the to do to win. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just like kidding. Um, but I mean, Danny Green under like super underrated part of that trade and he he was a big part of. Of why we, of why we won the championship, honestly. Agreed, and it helped bring in another, uh, you know, high caliber playoff guy. Yeah, like we didn't, we didn't have those kind of guys. Yeah. Like getting Kawhi, Danny Green, and Marcus Saul, those three guys yeah. that are just playoff Even experience Ibaka. players. Yeah, totally. Like Ser- Serge Ibaka, and like Serge Ibaka, I think like he had a more limited role than he had Certainly. previous years. Um, and that's just because of Siakam, you know, getting more minutes and, and Gasol getting more minutes. But, like, Serge, the thing I really liked about Serge is that he played his role well. And that was just to get blocks <laughs> and be the trailer guy on f- fast break and just trail and, like, hit a three every once in a while, you know? Like, it, that's just Serge's role. So, like, everyone played their role really well. No, certainly. I, 
Man, the Raptors were a lot of fun to watch this postseason. Yeah, like uh, I could talk about everybody. Let's Van um, Vliet, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, actually, let's go into that. So I just want to, in general, what was your favorite finals game? Just no, no explanation. Just give me your favorite finals. Oh, game, game six, game six, just because you closed out. Well, I mean, it was just the most fun to watch. It was a fun game. Game five was a <laughs> game five was a blast too. Right, uh, I uh, but lost, I mean, but... this is game we won, so of course I'm gonna pick game six. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> also, I mean, I think game six was just a like a better game, like just a more fun game. What was your to favorite watch? finals moment? Oh man, I think those couple Van Vliet threes in game in game six. You, you can uh, talk about Van Vliet. Van Vliet. Now. There you man, go. Yeah. Fred Van Vliet, dude. You Fred know Van Vliet. You need oh, some of those man. guys. You just I love need that man. Some of those guys. Yep. Sorry. Let, let, like Fred Van Vliet is was an undrafted free agent out of Wichita State, and the Raptors took a chance on that man. And oh my goodness, that is almost as bull like. Fred Van Vliet, giving Fred Van Vliet a chance is probably one of the greatest things that the Raptors organization has done, like of, like in terms of player development and like that's honestly better than most of the draft picks we've made in and the past. I actually want to just bring something up because we're going and we'll talk more about it during the draft. But this is a reminder for everyone: the draft and these scouts aren't always right. I mean, Siakam was picked late first round. Kawhi pick. wasn't even a lottery pick. I think he was picked 15. 15 yeah. uh, Curry was picked. There was no lottery picks late. on the Raptors, you know that. Right. Not but a even, single lottery Even the pick. Warriors, Bogut is the highest. He was number one pick. Number one pick, yeah. But, man, he had no real role. So, you know, that's that's the biggest takeaway I had. But in terms of him bleed himself, wow. I mean, that guy's just started kicking into gear against the Bucks and carried it through all the way to the finals. Yeah. <laughs> Van Vliet is just, Van Vliet is the guy who, when he comes in the game, he usually comes in the game relatively early on when we're starting to, you know, guys don't get tired mm-hmm. at the beginning. He's the first guy that comes in the court with their, uh, on the team. And usually what happens is we take out Gasol and like have Siakam play center. And then we run a two guard lineup with Lowry and Van Vliet. Oh man, that combo is so fun to watch. Those two guys play off each other and like just kind of, like, pass it around and just, like, honestly, like, just have fun on the court together. It's, like, super fun to watch. Van Vliet hit some really clutch shots there at the end of Game 6. Van Vliet and Lowry were the reason we won Game 6. I was going to actually bring that, that up. That duo, especially when they're on, on the floor Van together. Van Vliet was such a great off-the-bench guy. He's yeah. one of those players that you always need. I mean, he's smart. he's like He was like Sean Livingston for the Warriors in past years. Yes. Especially in, like, 2015. It kind of reminds me of, as well, uh, Danny Green even for the Spurs, Spurs that yeah. year, right? Where yeah, yeah. Guy kind of comes in and just kills it at his role, which awesome for him. But let's go to Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry uh, missed the game-winning shot, kind of. Well, it got blocked. It's fine. Yeah, he easily could have gone down shot. on his laurel, right? Been upset, <laughs> mm-hmm. just been in his own head. Man, he came out firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I was so six. proud of Kyle Lowry. Honestly, yeah. the f- the fact that he did just that he took it like the fact that he took it upon himself to come out there in Game Six and 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 and, and be aggressive, honestly, and I was really surprised me. That cool that they were well. Honestly, they didn't really have much of a choice because Kawhi was getting double teamed <laughs> yeah, right. for most of the beginning of the game, and that's kind of pretty much their, what their strategy was. But man, I was like, I mean, we have guys on this team where it's like you can double Kawhi, but like, is that really a good strategy? Because like, I mean, you know, Kawhi's gonna get a shot. So like, if the other guys are making shots too, I mean, that's that's a dangerous game to play, especially with Kyle Lowry, especially in Game Six. You saw that a lot. Yep, I I would very much agree. <laughs> yeah, I concur, Doctor. Yes. Uh, no, Indeed. let's look forward to the future. Uh, Lowry yeah. got his got the trophy first of all mm-hmm. the players, which I I actually really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to talk more off season. So with all of our other teams, it's going to be more off season discussion. With the Raptors, because they won, 
and yeah. it's closer to your heart, I think this makes more sense because uh, off-season goals, uh, your boy Ujiri now has actually gotten a huge offer from the Wizards. The Wizards actually said that that's not true. They came out and said yeah. that. Are, they're like, denying it, but of but, course they will. <laughs> of course you know, they would. I, it's Woj, man. Like Woj isn't going to lie about all that, so I don't think he's wrong. Let's assume it exists, and would you be concerned about him leaving at this point? Because there's nothing else you can really do. The only thing I'm concerned about is that I want him to be there for when Kawhi is like, when we're pitching the Kawhi to stay. Because he's a big part of why Kawhi was able to win a championship, is the fact that Ujiri made that trade for Kawhi and put him in that situation where he had a chance to win a championship. I think that's big for Kawhi, and having a guy there that really had faith in him uh, when other people didn't, and making that trade, that's important for when guys are talking about resigning. Give me your pitch for keeping Kawhi. If you had to deliver the pitch, Man. what what would you just go with? All right. I'm, I'm, keep I'm it gonna short. Keep, I'm going to keep it short. You won a championship with us. You have an entire country that is now your biggest fans. Uh, try going to L.A. Uh, sure, you can go to L.A. You'll always be behind LeBron and Kobe. I'm going to say that right now. You're always going to be behind Kobe. Even if he's in the Clippers. Even if he's with the Clippers, you're going to be behind Kobe, and he's not even playing anymore. So, like, dude, honestly, like, you have, again, a whole nation with you. We're just going to run it back next year. We could probably make the finals again if, you know, it's it, it just, we have that kind of team that could do it again. I, I like all your answers, but you were forgetting that almost every restaurant in Toronto has basically yeah. told him he can eat for free. Okay. Yeah, dude. And he's got a penthouse Players, apartment dude, for yeah. free. So Joey Votto, who's a player for the Cincinnati Reds today, said that he can have his Metro pass <laughs> in Toronto <laughs> if he resigns. And I'm like, dude. That's <laughs> and awesome. he said for life. Like, I'll pay for your Metro passes for life if you resign, which is <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> Um, what's your expectations? Joey for... Votto's Canadian, also in context, so that's why I said that. <laughs> so, all right, with uh, with Kawhi Leonard. So, congratulations, you won the title for the Raptors, mm-hmm. right? The whole organization, all the fans. Man, I mean, this is, is such an awesome moment. I, I get it. I love being a champion. I love it. I love every second <laughs> great. of it. I like reminding everyone. I like waking up in the morning like a champion. Right. It's like, yes. <laughs> it's like, great. I, I'm sure. No, it was a great that. feeling this morning waking up and thinking like, wow, what a team that we just. Put together right what a team that and now we will talk more about the warriors side of this mm-hmm. uh, that's gonna be for a different podcast so don't if you guys are like whoa whoa, whoa the warriors uh, yeah, definitely that's a different different story. different story. we're gonna focus we're focusing on the raptors here but uh what is your hope and what's your i know i'm sorry i know your hopes is re-sign Kawhi leonard do you think that he will re-sign and if he does how many years are you expecting i think Kawhi leonard is going to re-sign but i don't think it's going to be for four years it's not going to be his max contract. I think it'll be max, but I think it's going to be one of those Kevin Durant type deals with the Warriors, one one. with a one, a one and one or a two and one. I could see that happening. I think Kawhi's plan is basically he's uh, he's twenty seven or twenty eight. He's twenty seven. He's twenty seven years old, dude. He's not even in his prime yet. His athletic prime. His uh, people's most people's athletic prime is when they hit twenty eight, twenty nine. Mine was that when I was fourteen. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mine is mine. Mine never happened. So I think it's a little better. <laughs> Like, Kawhi Leonard's not even in his athletic prime yet. And so Kawhi Leonard could easily sign a, t- a two-and-one deal, sure. run it back for the next two years, see what happens. If he doesn't win a championship again, then he can go go to L.A., dude. I mean, go to L.A., you sure. know, get paid. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, have your time, like, build your brand in your athletic prime. Like, all I don't really – like, honestly, if Kawhi Leonard leaves, I, I'm not going to be – I won't be t- crushed. But I, I'll argue this. With be, you. And, yeah, and like, but I'll be upset. Argue. But I'm not gonna be crushed. 
it's got to be difficult to be Kawhi Leonard at the stage. Yeah. And only because if he yeah, it leaves, must be real hard, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, but I mean, who am I kidding? No, Not I really. Get it. I get it. If you're him, you're now ingrained in Raptors. Aura forever. Like you get a statue if you resign. Congratulations. You know, even if he doesn't resign, I think you said he still might get that statue, right? Yeah. Because this is that was the greatest shot in Raptors history. Right. Uh, so Kawhi resigning, I think, makes the most sense, even if it's just for two years. And know what? If he leaves after that two years, and we've talked about this before, totally. the Raptors have no expectations. If you yeah. lost next year to the Sixers, right in the second, second round, <laughs> it'd be like, oh man. But know what? We want a title. Who cares? Yeah. We wanted another one, but that's all right. And then if the next year after you lost the Bucks on the second round, be like, man, we were so close. And then he says, hey, I'm leaving and going to, who cares, Miami. Indeed, yeah. It's like, like yeah, that's fine, man. Like, yeah. thank you. Thank you for, yeah. Thank you for, thank you for believing in, like, ter- thank you for caring enough about this, the team that you didn't even ask to go to. Yeah. That you g- gave your heart and soul to the team and won championship. Like, that's just proof that Kawhi, like, Kawhi, in the end, he didn't really care about the money. He cares about basketball. I mean, and, I'm and sure I really money saw that. Money, money, money money's great, but in all honesty, he, he saw that, you know, like, I have a chance here to win a championship and be just loved by these fans. And I have a ch- like, they're talking about, like, going to L.A. to build his brand. Dude, Canada's the same way, man. It's, you can build your brand in Toronto, too. It's not any different. It's weird because I actually would, I agree with you. Normally, I'm like, no, go to bigger cities, but... Man, after you win a title, guess what? Dude, your your value just skyrocket. I mean, huge. come on. Even after like, dude, that shot against the Sixers in game 7, that was the moment where Raptors fans just fell in love with Kawhi Leonard. He's right a there. dynasty killer. You can yeah. run an ad because he killed the Heat and he killed the Warriors. And he killed the Warriors, man. Like, <laughs> so he almost, he almost let me he almost could have killed the Warriors in 2017 if he hadn't got Oh hurt. man, that's a <laughs> They're up by 20 at halftime. Let that be nice. All right, so here's my uh, we're going to do our just last takes here, okay? So my last take is this. All right. Ready? Yep. Is I got it. Zaza Petroya should get a free meal in Toronto. <laughs> and that's I know everybody's awesome. like, "Well, why?" Here's the thing. If Zaza doesn't foul Kawhi, Kawhi never gets injured. Right? Mm-hmm. Kawhi now leaves that series. The Warriors win. I think it was a sweep or five games. Doesn't matter. I don't think it was a sweep. Yeah. It yeah, because yeah, they were up big in game one with Kawhi. Anyway, so Kawhi's out. Kawhi now is injured for all the next season, 2018. Everyone's like, oh, no, he only played like nine games. And they're saying, no, like you don't want to be here, blah, blah, blah. And then they had to trade him. And then they trade him to Toronto. So the Warriors Z- getting Zaza Pachulia. Ended up trading away <laughs> their biggest threat in the West to turn out to be now the greatest threat in the East the that, that ended up beating them. So basically, their Warriors signing Zaza Pachulia cost them a championship. Yeah, and it cost them a lot. <laughs> it cost them a lot more than a championship. It cost them a lot more, yeah, and man. that's for a different day. But man, anyway. Uh, yeah, so there's my last take. Um, why don't you go? I mean, I, congrats, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just awesome. It's fun. Um, you know, it's, 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 I've never gotten the chance as a sports fan to like celebrate winning a championship in any sport that I've been a fan, or that's not true. I've been a Bronco fan for a while. I'd be won a Super Bowl, but that was kind of different. You know, I was like, it's like, it's, I feel like I'm more attached to the Raptors yep. than I ever was to the Broncos back then. That, I was kind of a noob when we won the Super Bowl. Right. Let's be honest. Um, 
but just this it's a great feeling and i just this i'm never gonna forget watching this team play because it felt like it was this is like this is what basketball and championship team looks like this is a pure team like this is exactly how you construct a team to win a championship you don't need five all-stars to win a championship you know this this proves it you need a well-knit group of guys who know what they want to do a really deep team who have guys that play their role and guys that make clutch shots. No, and I'll I never loved, forget this team. Honestly, loved about Game Five and Game Six is both teams worked so hard, fought yeah. so valiantly, right? And both they end up splitting Games Five and Six, of course. But wow, just it was such an honor actually. I felt like watching these guys go at it because yeah. you have Van Vliet, you have the role players making huge steps in these games, and then Curry with all those injuries, they're still battling, still fighting. When they easily could have given up and mm-hmm. no one would have blamed them. Yeah, so, no. Man. Everyone expected the Raptors to yeah. lose, and the fact that we didn't is is really, is honestly great. Well, congrats. <laughs> you now have so, the Larry O'Brien. The L-O-B. Uh, L-O-B. Yeah. It's in uh, Toronto now. Man, for that's crazy. Year. There's going to be a, I mean, forever. We're going to keep that one. Oh, forever. Yeah, well, yeah. Do they, they, I mean. Do they make new ones? I thought they give you like a replica, I thought. Is it really the same one? No, they gotta they gotta we'll make look, multiple. Larry we'll look that up. So, um, <laughs> right, Brendan, anything else you want to just say about your Raptors? I know we're gonna talk more about them probably in the future. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just intrigued for the off season. I mean, I think we've made our case to Kawhi Leonard, um, <laughs> and I think I, I think there's I think there's still room to get even better. Honestly, at this team, especially if Kawhi comes back, that gives us a vision and going like, all right, what can we do to just make give us a chance next year? Here's what we should do, Kawhi. If you resign with the Raptors. We will give you a free guest appearance on our podcast. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Are you kidding uh, me? Actually, you could would. you could co-host the podcast with Connor. I'm pretty sure we would absolutely love that. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you'd be a great interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you'd probably not be great, but. Uh, great. Well, thank you guys for listening to the first episode. I know it's a little bit longer. We just really want to kind of jump into the deep dive championship stuff. Most of the other ones are gonna be a little shorter, but more importantly, we have an NBA draft one coming out that is going to be a little longer. We're doing the whole first round. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, Hopefully we we'll also... have like a clock. You think we should have like a clock going? Yeah, I think. Can we have that have sound? You know where they go like on the clock, the whatever that's. Is that NFL? That's NFL. Isn't that NFL? Okay, that's all right. Yeah, NBA ones like. Play in the NBA too. I feel like it's just like if you like you look on YouTube like draft noise. That's first that comes up. It's like the little jingle. We'll get the Adam Silver voice going with the first pick in the NBA draft. Select and we just pause it. Yeah. Zion Williamson. Applause. But yeah, we've got all of our picks are spread out. We have ten picks each. It's gonna be really, really yep. fun. Uh we'll be controlling teams. Yeah, we're we're actually fun. doing some different trade stuff. Actually, yeah. I'm, we're really stoked about it. So I put together a fat spreadsheet on this. Basically consider uh, it like a draft simulator. Yeah, I feel like this is. is what we want to see the draft right. kind of go like with trades. My, like I said, my brother's in it. Uh Carson's a good kid. Um <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, in all fairness, do anything stupid. Damian Lillard is the number one overall pick in our fantasy draft because he said, "Dude, I always get Dame first. I'm like, "Well, Giannis was on the board. Westbrook was on the board. He's like, "Doesn't matter. Dame was on the board." So, <laughs> Dame had a good year in fantasy basketball. <laughs> he too. did. It was very good. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We're gonna have a lot of different guests: uh, Lakers, Warriors. I mean, Portland, I'm going to be talking about the Thunder at some point here. So, yeah, uh, stay tuned. And like I said, keep up with our Instagram. Keep up with our Twitter page. We got a lot of great stuff coming for you. And just make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. One last thing. Get well soon, Clay Thompson. I hated seeing yeah. that. That was, that really made me, that was, I felt really bad about that. So, in all fairness, I thought he was faking 
I really did because he was oh yeah no that tunnel. was that didn't really help that it came out of the tunnel no which, and it was kind of like Paul Pierce up. moment yeah, yeah it didn't really and help. then shot but the in all seriousness throws. when I saw it, it was a torn ACL I was just like I oh my like gosh it. I feel bad so bad like I mean he's still gonna get paid we're gonna do I, a Warriors one it's gonna be a, it's gonna be I think a pretty not emotional but just like wow what what happened, happened yeah um but yeah get well soon Clay I mean. I really hope that I, I don't I love watching Clay Thompson play honestly I mean not when it's against my team and he's oh, yeah. putting up cheesy threes and hitting them against my team but I like watching Clay Thompson play basketball so I don't I want him to be back and, uh, and Kevin Durant so we we, uh, we got yeah. a lot of off season talk we're gonna have a whole free agency podcast or um, episode probably multiple episodes where we can so anyway keep listening thank you all so much for listening to the first ever Swish podcast yeah uh, we'll be back here with a lot more see ya.